0: Only. It is not a medical podcast and does not constitute medical advice. Always seek the advice of a physician or a health professional. Hello, DSTers. Emily here. I'm just popping in before this episode starts to issue a little content warning. We get really up close and personal in this episode about past sexual experiences, some of which were not so great. I wouldn't classify it as assault, but it still might be upsetting to you if you've had traumatic sexual experiences. So we never wanna catch anyone off guard. We thought better safe than sorry, just give you a warning up top. And with all that in mind, I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Emily. And I'm Lauren. We're back, bitches. Where did we go? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I say it it every week, but you're right. They're like, they just heard us on Thursday. Oh,
1: that's fun. I want to say that next time. We're back,
0: bitches. It's
1: so fun to say. Or you could say betches to make it betchy. Yeah, it reminds me of how my therapist always calls betches bitches. (laughs) Or my mom, like if you're a boomer, like they all call the company bitches because yeah. they just can't say bitches. They like, and they're not trying to be. No, it's a slip of the tongue. It, yeah. And, and like, I've done
0: it before, I too, by the way. I I'm like, I don't work <laughs> at bitches. <laughs> it's very different. Well, you were with a bunch of bitches this weekend. because less... <laughs> you... <laughs> I say the word bitch affectionately. I, it's not. I was with, I was walking dogs this weekend. <laughs> Female ones. I... No, you were with a bunch of reputable young women. Gal pals. Gal pals this weekend. You went on a bachelorette trip. We did a girl's
1: trip, a one-day trip to Rockaway Hotel. Oh, that's funny. I know. Everybody thought I slipped town. That's so funny. you were at Rockaway Beach? Yeah, Rockaway Beach Hotel, I think it's called. And uh, in our Monday... Sorry, this is so random. But in our Monday content meeting, my manager, she goes... She goes, where are you? Did you go to Mexico? And I was like, she just thought I quit my job and ran away. Just say yes. Because <laughs> everybody was confused because there's those videos of me floating in the pool, the outdoor pool. Yeah. I thought you were in like Puerto Rico. or something. But it's it's a <laughs> heated pool. Like nobody stopped to think like science. <laughs> the pool is heated. Right. But that's kind of deluxe because a lot of hotels will not heat their pool. It was very deluxe.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Deluxe Rockaway (laughs) Beach Hotel. Okay, well, that's fun. Yeah. But you were telling me some um, some a little bit of drama
1: came up. I wouldn't call it drama. There there was a moment that was it's almost like storybook, like learning moment with body image stuff, you know, and I wasn't expecting it. Okay, but why does it always happen on bachelorette trips? Exactly. So I don't even take the, I don't go on these types of trips. I don't know why. I don't want to overanalyze it. But I listen, I'm a fan of DST before, you know, I was hosting it. Mm -hmm. And you and Remy used to talk about girls trips and bachelorette trips and body image stuff. And I found it all very interesting. But I didn't really relate to it because I don't really like go on those types of trips. To be fair, I haven't been on very
0: many bachelorette trips excursions either. Mm-hmm. But I remember that Remy had like a extreme and extremely hard time like gearing up for yeah. a bachelorette. And I do think that I might have that experience too. It just, just didn't even cross my mind till I
1: was there. You just were going in planning to have fun. OK, so here's the story. So we check into the Rockaway Hotel. We we got a room so we could like change and stuff. And we're getting into our swimsuits. And of course, when women hashtag not all women But when us gals get in swimsuits, it's like our brains like fall apart. And I but like I was fine because I've done I'm like this fat warrior who's been doing all of this self image work for years. So like I change into my bikini. okay, my two piece bikini. I'm taking pictures. I'm taking selfies. I'm like, I look cute. And I don't even feel like I'm being fat politics. You know, I'm just like in my bikini. think I look cute taking pics. So you don't have this internal
0: struggle when, because it's February and um, I don't, I for one have not worn a bathing suit in like nine months. Mm -hmm. So I quick math, but, (laughs) but I, I, the first time I put it on, it is a little bit like, I
1: don't don't always go to negative self-talk, but it is, I I get a little nervous. I obviously understand that because I used to feel more like that in like high school in college, when I was very, like, boy crazy and wanted to be attractive to men kind of thing. And I don't want to sound unrelatable, but, like, I don't struggle with it. (laughs) Like I, When I put on the bikini, I legitimately, before I went to the trip, I went, oh, my God, I look so good in this. Like, I forgot my body looks like this. Okay, but there is that other side when you start to, like, go beyond body
0: acceptance into body love, dare I say, Yeah, like they am on
1: the positivity side of the spectrum. It's not mm-hmm. for everybody, but I'm over there.
0: It's not for everybody. And I do lean more toward body neutral because then you're not surprised day to day, like how you feel about your body. But I have experienced
1: that shift where it's like, oh, I'm actually excited yeah. to wear next to nothing. It's, it's like your inner child, too. Like when I was a kid, I used to always want to wear bikinis. It's actually a really wholesome story so when I was little I wanted to wear bikinis my mom wouldn't let me because she was, you know it was like the 90s everybody was afraid of pedophiles so as they should be and um but my mom felt so bad and she didn't want me to feel body shame for like saying you can't wear because bikini- I've always been a fat kid you know and uh so my mom went to Sears and bought all these little bikinis and then as like an eight nine year old we went I, at home. I tried on all these cute bikinis and did, like, fashion shows with, like, like my little white tummy sticking out. Oh. And I was, like, so cute. And we have photographic evidence. I want to find if, – if this is going to be a clip, I want Laura to, like, show the picture. Like, it's – Oh, yeah. Boom. It's, boom. <laughs> boom. It's, I think it's just one picture. Oh. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. But it's so cute because I got to be in my two-piece. And, you know, she didn't let me wear it out in public, but she still wanted me to have the experience of, like – Feeling good in my body and wearing a bikini because I'm a girly girl and I like bikinis. You didn't
0: didn't wear the bikini
1: to the pool. No, she went and took them back to Sears and returned them. Stop it! (laughs) She tucked the tags in just so you could have a photo shoot. Her and Big Mama, they're
0: so sweet. She's the best. I know. Oh, I'm a big fan. I, I seriously need to meet her. <laughs> she, but, lo- she
1: adores you. So oh, it'll be like I coming home. I adore
0: her and I adore the comments that she leaves <laughs> on our reels.
1: Such perfect girls. Those are my girls. <laughs> Funny I, girls. I feel like she's my mom too. She, you know she, what she I thinks I mean? she's your mom. Oh,
0: so. so good. It's so good. Welcome to the family. My mom doesn't, Um, you know, it's weird. She She hasn't commented on any of those
1: videos. I know that she sees them. My mom doesn't. Also leave the house. Like she mm. she works at a public school and she it's a hero. Um, but then she goes home and does Instagram and Facebook until n- bedtime. She like, plays the hits. Yeah, she <laughs> yeah, she plays the hits before bedtime. She'll be like, I'll call her. Sorry, another tangent. I'll call her and she'll be like, Wait, I haven't watched your stories yet. And I'm like, I'm on the phone with you. I'll tell you my story. She got VIP access. <laughs> Right here. Yeah, but she needs to see the way that you curate. Yeah, she wants it, to know? watch it first and then talk to me. It's and then
0: recap your yeah, day. It's hilarious. <laughs> so I saw at 232 that you were at the office. <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah,
1: mom. Um, okay, backtracking. But yeah, when I'm in a bikini, it's my inner child is glowing, it's body acceptance, and now it's at a point where I'm not even thinking about it. Like I put it on and I was like, Yay, bikini. But then one of the girls comes out in her bikini, straight size. I was the only plus size person on the trip, which is a common occurrence for me. There's many situations in my life where I'm the only plus size person in the room. You just get used to it. Yeah. You know? um, but sometimes it does feel othering and uncomfortable. And I wasn't expecting to feel uncomfortable. But one of the girls walked out in her bikini, looks in the mirror and goes, guys, do I look fat in this? Mm hmm. And then all the girls go into this chorus of, oh, my God, no, you could never. What do you mean? No, no, no. Of course you don't look fat. And I'm standing there just frozen. Like I. I was frozen and I didn't want to say anything because I'm like, Lauren, don't make this bachelorette trip about your like fat positive soapbox podcast. Like I'm not that person. I know how to like tuck it away and deal with it later but I, I was so triggered that it just kind of came out of me. And she's like a longtime friend. So it was, I could have handled it more diplomatically, but it just came out as like, come on. I was like, <laughs> I am fat and I look fine. I was like, you're a, a swimsuit doesn't change your body type. Come on. How do you think that makes me feel? Or I don't know what I said. I was like, you're, you're not fat, but that's not why you're hot. Or I just kind of like, did a mouth yeah, it diarrhea. like you blacked out a little bit. I blacked <laughs> out. Because I wasn't expecting it. Like, if you're a troll online, fine, whatever. I don't care. But I was, like, in my happy little inner child girlfriend space. Yeah. In my, like, naked, you know, literally yeah. vulnerable. Well, and
0: like you said, you don't go, you're not in that situation very often where it's, like, a room full of girls. Like, that. That whole scenario does feel very high school. It's a lot like that scene in Mean Girls when they're in the- It the, made me feel like I was in high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so in that moment, but but I also relate to not wanting to cause a scene in that moment. I really
1: try. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just somebody, something else inside of my body was like, you're talking. You're talking about this. But it's also like, come on. Like, you are yeah. sitting
0: right there- it might have been a little weird or made you feel weird not to say anything. So, yeah. OK, so it comes out as something like, come on, guys, like, yeah, I'm sitting right here like I'm fat and it's cool.
1: Right. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with being fat. Like, what do you say? I think I might have said, like, what do you say? <laughs> you know, and then basically it was actually pretty cute. Like for the rest of the trip, we I think I freaked some of the girls out and they were like. Oh God, we we all suck, <laughs> you know, but they don't suck. It's like in the culture, yeah. you know, we equate fat with bad, but like when there's a fat person in the room, I mean, don't do it at all, you know, like, cause what she really meant was, does this swimsuit make me look ugly? Or does this swimsuit make my body look not how my body looks, or something? You know. Yeah.
0: To use the word that we don't like to use is this swimsuit unflattering?
1: Right. I mean, I don't like that word either. But I don't. I don't really know what the solution is. But the solution is not using the word "fat" to mean ugly or bad or weird. You know, like that's just like first grade, a hundred percent stuff. A hundred percent. But I. But again, I get it, and you know, I talk to her, and she goes. She was like, no, well, look, like it's cutting into me right here and it's making my hips jut out. And I'm like, oh, okay. so you need like just get a bigger size. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, it's like but over here, it's like too big. And I'm like, "Okay, well, this is an example of like mass manufacturing doesn't do a great job, but it doesn't make your straight size body a fat body, you know, like what it's making you feel is not fat. It's making you feel like misshapen. Or and uncomfortable, uncomfortable. Like I don't know. It just it felt, it felt worse than I knew it was gonna feel. You know, because I hadn't mm-hmm. been in a situation like that in a really long time. Mm-hmm.
0: So then, it sounds like it turned into a good discussion.
1: Oh right, yeah. Sorry for the. So for the rest of the trip, like all the girls. We were all sharing our, it was like this podcast, but for six hours, <laughs> like we were all sharing experiences with, you know, growing up as women in this culture and body image and like weight cycling. And so I, I was able to get it to a place where it didn't sound like I was attacking my friend, you know, like, yeah, I, I think it came out as a come on. And then I walked it to this place of like, you know, we're beautiful and who are we? Trying Like, who are we trying to impress with our swimsuits? Like, it's just us girls. And, and then it kind of started a more positive conversation. Do I sound like an asshole? No, you don't. No, I, 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 I'm just sitting when back I and listening. I'm talking about this and I feel like kind of an asshole. Um, Why I is don't, that? I don't
0: think you're an asshole. I think that it is hard when you feel very strongly about something to then you know, share that with somebody else without feeling like an asshole. I struggle with that all the time because. And uh, this is like my number one thing. I've shared this so many times, like I never want to make a big deal about anything. I never want anybody else to feel bad Mm -hmm. or like they screwed up or, um, you know, I just don't want to ever like make
1: something into a bigger thing. Yeah, I genuinely didn't want to make The Bachelorette about me. And I did not like it was like a two minute moment and then we all bonded and had fun for the whole day, you know, like it was, it was a good day, but it's even me, like I have a podcast, you know, and I'm like a fat activist and all these things. But like, even for me, it is hard to speak up and to say, Hey, I don't like it when you use the word fat like that. Like, it's just like we're fat. People are so afraid to just ask for basic treatment. I think that's what, I think that's the discomfort I'm feeling right now is it's just like I'm asking for this basic thing, but it feel, it still feels like I'm asking for too much.
0: Yeah, I get it. I, there were so many times, now granted this was when I was much younger, but there were so many times, whether it was around family or friends, that people would be having conversations and I would feel invisible. I would feel like, yeah. oh, does nobody see that I'm sitting right here. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like this kind of was that. I'll actually, I'll give you a recent example, not to distract from this story, but I felt very much the same way. My sister came on the podcast Mm -hmm. maybe almost a year ago at this point. And some of my family members listened to that episode that my sister was on. Because when my sister is on my podcast, then they'll
1: listen to it. It's this weird thing. <laughs> but no, my friends don't listen to this podcast, which is why I'm talking about my friends on
0: it. Yeah. Well, you're not naming names <laughs> no. and you're being very respectful. Yeah. I'm like I, I try to. i trying to do that too. It's but a good
1: learning experience for us all. So I yeah. think they would understand And, and it there's a way to case. talk about
0: this stuff without attacking people. Right.
1: Because also I've been there. Yeah. I've said I look fat
0: before. Right. I'm not, you know... I, I I'm not immune to this stuff, exactly, but so when my sister was here, she was talking about another family member of ours, mm-hmm. and how when they were growing up, she always wanted to look like her because mm-hmm. she was tall and athletic and a cheerleader and like just tall and slim. And that's what my sister wanted to look like. She, my sister's very petite and a little more curvy than than her. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what it was, right? Then we go over to the family's house. And they're like, oh, my God. Like, I listened to that podcast that you guys recorded. It was so interesting. And, oh, and I heard what you said about me. This was the family Mm -hmm. member that she was talking about. And she was like, it's so crazy because you said you always wanted to look like me. I always wanted to look like you. And they were talking to each other. Like, oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? Like... Whenever you want to look like somebody else, they just want to look like you. It's just crazy. We all want what we don't have. And I'm fucking sitting there thinking nobody ever wanted to look like me. Yeah. I'm sitting there like, "Hmm, it's really interesting that I'm conveniently being yeah, left nobody out. Nobody was this nobody was trying to look like
1: Emily." Nobody. Thanks guys. They in fact they actively did not want to look right. like me. See, that's what it feels like. Is when they were saying, "Oh no, of course you don't look fat. What I, what a fat person hears is Oh, of course you don't look like Lauren yeah, every day exactly. of her
0: life. So yeah. So when I tell you that I understand, I really truly I know do, you do. It, it is so isolating. And you can't speak out in that moment either
1: because well, you did, but I did, and it was out of body. Like but, and I think it was so we could talk about it on this podcast, not to put more meaning on the moment, but it was I froze. You know, I'm mm-hmm. surprised I said anything. I didn't want to make a bachelorette weekend about myself. Um, Yeah. But it did have a happy ending. So at the end of the evening, this was like nine hours later, just totally random. um, The girl who had the moment, the moment, the relatable moment that we're Mm -hmm. not judging her for. um, She texted me and she said, sorry, I used the word fat wrong today. Thank you for calling me out. You're going to do big things in the world. That's lovely. (laughs)
0: So that is so lovely. And And
1: you know what? And I didn't say like, oh, it's okay," because it wasn't okay. I said, I understand. I get the world that we live in. Thank you for saying that, you know, and we're like still very close. Like,
0: yeah. And this is clearly somebody who really cares about you mm -hmm. and did not intend on hurting you.
1: We had a little growth moment. I mean, I think
0: that's so amazing because she could have easily
1: gotten defensive in. I'm so lucky with my, my circle of friends. Like, I really I really am. I didn't used to have friends like this. But we I'm very open with my friends. And if we if we hurt each other's feelings, we'll be like, I didn't like that. You know, that's great that you can do that because if somebody. I mean, I arguably was in the wrong. Like if she had been like, that wasn't cool. Talk to me about it later. Like that's a, like we could have had that conversation. But I, I like that she took ownership.
0: Yeah, I guess you could have pulled her aside privately. But
1: in that situation, it's like everybody. It sounds like everybody was participating. <laughs> everybody was participating. We all won. We all went home with a little lesson. It's just a
0: little more consciousness Mm -hmm. about the whole thing. You know, it never hurt nobody. (laughs) No,
1: I mean, I think that's great. I I love that she was receptive to it. She was. The whole room was. The whole room checked themselves, you know? The whole, you could feel it happen. And it was so beautiful that I was able to sort of get away with that. Yeah.
0: Right? Well, it's it's another case of your loud mouth winning in the end. (laughs) Oh, God.
1: No, I'm telling you. Yeah, I love this Lauren about you. Lauren needs to think before she speaks. No, but you do. But but maybe you not don't. anymore. Not anymore. In in elementary school, it, I got beat for it.
0: Okay. Yeah, but you wielded your tongue like a sword. <laughs> I did.
1: <laughs> it feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try Smalls. Smalls. Head to smalls.com slash DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find. But you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. Guys, as many of you know, I've been on an alcohol-free journey.
0: Please don't hold it against me that I just said journey, but I have. And one thing that I've really missed on this journey is Allowing you to sip and celebrate anytime and anywhere. DST to get 15% off your first order at athleticbrewing.com. That's code DST at checkout for 15% off your first order. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. So this is one thought that I have about this word flattering, right? Mm -hmm. Because this just made me think about this. We had spoken about this on the show a long time ago. So people might remember, but they might not. There's this body typing system that I'm seeing more and more. It's a very antiquated thing. Like Like the apple pear thing. No, it's actually way more complicated than that. Oh, it's called the Kibbe system. Okay. Have you heard of this? No. Yeah, so Remy and I did talk about it, but I think... I don't know why I already hate it, though. So <laughs> I, I think you might hate it, but yeah. just hear me out sure. for a second. Because at first I hated it, mm-hmm. and now I'm kind of coming around to it a little bit. So there's all these different body types, and it doesn't... well. Supposedly, like these are the good body types and these are the
1: bad ones. (laughs) These are
0: the ones you don't (laughs) want. No, they're, I mean, I I don't know this for sure, but apparently, it does not matter what your physical size is, that does not change your type. So, you would be the same type at a size zero that you are at a size 26. Okay, that kind of makes sense because, like, I'm always going to be five foot four, right? So, height height comes into play, uh, bone structure comes Mm -hmm. into play. Um, And I think the different types and then measurements like your ratio of, yeah, like your waist to hip or whatever. Why am I drinking this Kool-Aid already? Well, (laughs) no, but I think I actually think it's fascinating. This is what turned me. So when Remy and I spoke about it, we were both like, oh, that sounds really limiting. Like Mm -hmm. if you follow a body typing system, because... Sorry. Well, yeah, what's the purpose of that? Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, that's important. The purpose is to be able to select clothes that work better for you versus Mm -hmm. other things and to have a better understanding of fashion Mm -hmm. based on your specific body type. Okay. So I'll give you an example. There was a Chanel campaign. Margot Robbie was a Chanel ambassador and so was Jenny from Blackpink. Mm-hmm the cuts of chanel like traditional cuts and silhouettes they suit They're or, like squares well the kibby the kibby stands will say they suit the body type gamine I think I'm saying that right, which is like petite and boyish and straight. Mm. And if you think about Chanel, I think it was the 20s that yeah. she
1: makes the little suits and the suits. Yeah. So
0: Mm -hmm. like that, the ideal body type of that time were the flappers, the very straight boyish women that could wear the loose, fringy dresses and whatever. So Jenny from Blackpink is kibby typed a flamboyant gamine, which means she is petite, but she looks taller than she is. Mm. So (laughs) there are all these words like flamboyant means you are tall or you look taller than you are. And it has to do with proportions. So, (laughs) So then you look at pictures of Jenny from Blackpink in these Chanel outfits. Yeah. Next to pictures of Margot Robbie in the Chanel outfits. And Jenny from Blackpink looks so much more comfortable and mm. at home and mm-hmm. natural in the clothing whereas Margot Robbie even though she looks great she looks great she's in every literal barbie doll yeah she <laughs> she's a human barbie she looks fantastic i'm not saying she doesn't look good in the chanel looks that i saw but she doesn't look as natural and as at home mm-hmm. as Jenny from Blackpink because Margot Robbie is suspected to be a flamboyant natural, right. which is kind of like the stereotypical 90s supermodel body type, mm-hmm. like tall and pretty straight with broad
1: shoulders. Yeah. It's kind of like the standard of beauty when you think about it. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, certain things look quote unquote better on. Some people than other people. And if you look side by side, at
0: least when I was looking, I'm like knee deep in these Reddit threads Mm -hmm. about it, about the kivy typing. Yeah. You really do see it these structured blazers and such, they don't really suit Margot the same way they suit Jenny. Margot looks better with an open neckline like where you can you can see the width of her shoulders right. and she's like showing it it's off. kind of mathematical in a way. It's mathematical in yeah. a way. And it totally makes sense to me. And I was thinking about it as it relates to me. I've never liked being buttoned up to my neck. Mm-hmm. I've never liked wearing those structured things. And if you look at my body type, I am probably on the side of like the flamboyant, natural, like tall and broad. And those structured things, they just, they don't look good. They look like they're suffocating me.
1: Right. I look
0: much better in an open like V-neck type of situation. So
1: I think the way that you would use flattering for this, because the way we are most Condition to think about flattering is... What makes you look the skinniest. Yeah. What makes you look the least big? What makes you look like you weigh the least amount? But I'm open to the idea of like stuff can be flattering and that it accentuates what you want to show off kind of thing. Yeah. From the body positivity side of the spectrum where it's like, oh, this is very fl- like this is flattering on me because I've got the top tucked into the pants and like it's showing off my poops <laughs> my and my ass, you know? Sure. So that could be considered flattering. Um, But on the other third side of this spectrum, like, there's also the thought uh, experiment of, like, who cares, (laughs) you know? No,
0: well, see, that's the thing. Like, we're not saying... That you can't wear. It sounded mean. I didn't mean like, who cares? No, no, no. But but I that's that was my stance originally before yeah. I kind of fell into this wormhole, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. That was my stance. It's like, who the fuck cares? Just wear what you like. But I think sometimes we gravitate towards certain things and we don't know why we do. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, my sister would always get these dresses that were like A-line and up to her neck and she always looks great in them. But then when I put that on, I feel... Like a school mom or something. Yeah, you gotta wear what
1: feels feels good on you. You know? And I,
0: and, but, and this makes it make a little more sense. Mm -hmm. And it like helps you tune into, like, oh, why do
1: I gravitate towards these? All right. I'll figure out my kibby type and report back if I'm triggered or not. I would be interested. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I really will. We'll figure out how to type each other. I think it'd be, it would kind of be a fun activity, I think. It'd be a good experiment. I wouldn't necessarily advocate for it, but it'd be something I would. I'd try it and like see how I feel about it. Yeah. Oh, and another thing is the thing
0: that I said about it, it not being um, size specific. So another thing that that I was reading about on on the Reddit that thank you, Kibby subreddit. You guys are educating me. Lana Del Rey has been super skinny and she has been a little fuller and like like she fluctuates in weight a lot. And you can see at different sizes, she is still the same type. Like, mm. similar things still mm-hmm. work for her, even at different sizes. So, like, that's one example of how, like, just right. because you gain weight doesn't mean that you have to, like, wear different things. Yeah, or your shoulder
1: width is still the same you're still five foot four I'm following okay yeah yeah so you know how like sometimes people gain weight and they're like
0: I can't wear that
1: anymore yeah. like I can't wear I don't know it's like just go buy something in your size and yeah you like you can, can still, still wear okay. the same stuff you just can still even right size pursue weight loss like whatever but like please get yourself something that fits you'll feel, that you so feel much- comfortable in I mean you do I don't know why so we do this better. to ourselves no because we, we do it because I think of the emotions that we're holding on it's, to. It, it really pisses me off for women, not at women. But like, I hate how we will hold on to underwear that is too small. <laughs> so many women are wearing underwear that do not fit them Wait. because they want to get into it again. Meanwhile, they're just uncomfortable all day. And I've talked to people about this and they're like, it's to remind me to lose weight. The pain is and it's like cutting. Stop. Dude, wear underwear that fits, please, God. Wear underwear that fits, and also, um, if you have underwear that's like from high school, throw it out, throw it away. Just get new underwear. It's not. Do you not know about this? This is a thing. This is a thing girls do. They wear. Underwear that is too small. Maybe it's a fat girl thing because I know it's, it definitely is a fat girl thing, but I think it might be an every girl thing. I've
0: never heard somebody say that they wear underwear that's too small They don't on do it on purpose.
1: They don't like shop and go, okay, I'm going to buy one size down. But if they have but it. they gain weight and then they keep wearing the too small underwear because they think oh, I'm going to lose this weight and then it'll fit me and I don't deserve a comfortable underwear. Like <laughs> that's the internal
0: It's very common. This is blowing my mind. I didn't know this was a thing. Although, you know what I've been seeing lately on TikTok is this... I don't know if it's a trend or just something that like kind of caught on but it's like when you wear your standing jeans to dinner and I was like what are standing jeans <laughs> any I,
1: jeans yeah. any <laughs> jeans are standing jeans I'm like it's okay if you need to unbutton your jeans when I've you sit down I've never once worn jeans to the bachelor's office because I just don't want to sit You're in not jeans. a jeans person I feel like I've never seen you I'll in do jeans. a photo shoot in jeans but I'm not going to walk around and sit in hard pants that have a button you know what's so crazy? My mom was
0: telling me about when she. Well, this is actually super toxic. I I would started to tell this story, and then I realized this is so toxic. My mom, like she always brags about, after she had my sister, she left the hospital in her pre-pregnancy jeans. God bless America. Um, what? that's just a thing. Yeah, and it's annoying. But she brought it up to me again, and, and um, I I. I did not do the thing that you did where like we say why that's problematic. I just like, shut up, mom. I made a joke of it. And I was like, I just think it's crazy that you wanted to wear jeans out of the hospital. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be wearing sweatpants. That's totally fair. And she said to me, she was like, jeans were the comfy pants back then. Like you know what? in 1983, jeans were like. They were. Yeah, it was trousers or skirts or jeans. There there wasn't this sweatpants thing. We've all gotten too comfortable. According to my mom.
1: <laughs> jeans are not comfortable. It blows my mind that there's still offices. My mom's school does this. And I think about it. And I'm like, oh, the teachers and the admins are like sort of boomers. Yeah. And they have jeans Friday. And that would be a Casual Friday for me. Yeah. Like they can wear jeans on Friday and they're so excited. That's not a prize to you. That'd be torture Friday. I don't know. <laughs>
0: but like, no, thanks. I love jeans. I have too many pairs of jeans. Can the fat
1: girlies write to me and tell me what jeans to wear? Because I cannot. You posted a video that
0: was about like, why is trying on jeans the most traumatizing thing? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. on our, our DST Instagram yeah. Check page. Check out the Check DST out. Instagram page. I laughed at that because it is so true. You just leave crying. It's the worst. It's
1: the worst. It's just a torture device for women now. You try on 700 pairs of jeans and then you leave devastating. It's something we really shouldn't mass produce. Like the like it's not just plus size women. Like all women have different heights and weights and waists and ratios. And it's just every girl I know has like one place where she has her pair of jeans that she likes. You know, it's like yeah such a specific thing. I still have not found mine. Maybe just because I'm not a jeans girl, but listeners and Emily coming up, because I'm doing a try-on series, people have been sending me boxes of clothes. Some of them have jeans in them. And I recorded one last night and it was just very triggering. It was just like me and the jeans being like, I hate this. Mm. <laughs> These poor brands. Mm. They're not gonna like they're not gonna like that I'm making videos. No, it's
0: okay. You're being
1: honest. I'm like, reviewing the clothes. They knew it was a gamble sending you jeans. And then they can send me, they can do a try again because this brand that sent me clothes obviously didn't look at my style. They sent me Anyways, okay, this is not sponsored, but I have heard that Good
0: American uh, does good plus size jeans. I'll check them out. But I can't vouch for it. We'll clip this. Good American, send me some pants. Should we do a little quickie wellness check? Let's do a quickie wellness check. Okay, wellness check. Wellness check. Um, How have you been doing? Oh, thank you so much for asking. How's (laughs) your sleep been? How's your, are you doing
1: the thing where you're laying out your outfits for the week? The no. look on your face says no. No, I'm not doing that thing, but I know I'm going to get there. So my wellness check is that I'm being gentle on myself while I figure out how to get my room in order because I keep having this toxic thought where it's like, well, you can't be successful. You can't get all your work done if you don't create a like a perfectly clean living space. And that's not true, you know? Not true. You can just be in the mess and take slow steps so it's like a, a long-lasting result you know so i i got a bag of clothes gave it to my landlord to give to his church so i did that oh nice boxed up some clothes sent it to my friend who sells poshmark gave it to her just donated it to her poshmark oh she gets to keep the money yeah hell yeah i support i support my friends you support small business i support small business especially you know (laughs) female-owned small business so it's still very messy but i did but you did a closet clean i carved out some clothes and my sleep's better, so I'm like slowly working towards my goals. Thank you for asking. You're so
0: welcome. Well, I know the sleep was high on your list, but mm-hmm. the outfits I just thought was a really good idea, and I wondered if you would do it.
1: I haven't done it yet, but I'm I'm excited to do it. Once I really finish getting excavating the clothes out of my room that I don't need anymore, and hang up the stuff that the companies have sent me, they're just in boxes right now because I don't I want to remember who sent what so I can make the try on videos. Can I give you a tip, though?
0: Yeah, put them in bags. Get that shit out of boxes as soon as possible okay. because I had this problem. I mean, I still have this problem, but I've temporarily relieved it. Because I remember I told you my friend came over and she helped me clean? Yes. A big issue in the cleaning was that I had all these boxes mm. from sponsors or like half opened or, and they were all piled on top of Pretty much every surface in the apartment. Once those packages start piling up, you're never getting to them. It's it, it right. like it passes the point of no return. Okay, where it's not going to happen. I'll do so it. Just just do it all at once. Get it over with. And yeah, if you want to separate it by
1: brand for organization, I think I just need to put them in bags and like staple. Like this one's from J.C. Penny, This one's from G.I.R.L. This is a good one. idea. And then I can go through and do them because. But, but yeah, my sleep, I don't even know what to say, like why it's better. I think I'm just getting more comfortable in my role here, honestly, um, po- hosting this podcast with you. Like I used to just, I mean, what happened last Monday was I spiraled like, oh my God, what am I going to say on the podcast? Am I going to sound stupid? Like, and it's like, that was only a week ago, but I already feel more confident and I'm just trusting myself more. And when you trust that When you show up somewhere and everything will be okay, it really kind of fixes everything. Yeah.
0: I always tell (laughs) myself, I'm revealing a lot, but I tell myself like at least twice a day, this too shall pass. Mm -hmm. So like (laughs) if there's something I'm nervous about. It's not forever. It's not going to be forever. And it's gotten me through some times. That's a good mantra. I like that. You know, just like even if the thing that
1: you're nervous will happen does happen then it'll still everything will be fine like you're not gonna die you're still gonna you know the sun will rise exactly as john lennon said
0: it'll all be okay in the end and if it's not okay it's not the end i love that right
1: how's your wellness going emily
0: my wellness is better i i was in rough shape last week as many of you knew and i got a few dms from people who felt very seen by um my self isolation that was gonna happen yeah and you know I was pleasantly surprised because I wasn't sure if I was getting my true thoughts across. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't sure if I was describing it in a way that anybody would understand, but people really did. And that made me feel good in general, less alone. I've been reaching out to my loved ones more. I purposely spent both weekend days with family and I just feel really good and I'm doing other things to get myself out of that winter slump. Yeah. That I was talking about. And winter's coming to a close too so it's really gonna push you on your path. I'm telling you I'm gonna be a different person. You're gonna see a different person when it starts getting warm. Well so this is so small and dumb but my fruit pants. Did you notice my fruit pants? I love your fruit pants. So I just had a moment today where I'm like, yeah, it's the dead of February. Yeah, it fucking sucks. It's gray outside. It's dreary. It's a little bit warmer today than it has been, but not by much, you know, but I'm fucking wearing fruit
1: pants today. Good. I don't give a fuck. Okay. I don't care. That I didn't notice because they made sense to me in a way. Thank like, you. I wasn't like, oh my God, fruit pants. I was just like, of course you would wear these today thank you normal pets so cool. you didn't see them and think oh that's
0: out of season
1: oh no, look at me <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening I'm wearing a disco blue top yeah you're, with a shoulder popping out at a work environment
0: your top feels very mermaid core to me <laughs> I just learned about that little uh micro trend and I yeah. love it because I love mermaids but but yeah so like little things like mm-hmm. that are it's getting me out of my winter slump like I'm sick of I'm sick of the neutrals I'm I'm sick of the beige.
1: I'm sick of the black. Gosh, I've been over the beige. I was never into the beige. You've been over the beige? This quiet luxury shit. It's elitist (laughs) and boring and I don't like it. So that was very Southern. Here's my
0: thing. I do like solid colors and I like, you know, classic cuts and classic looks and the monochrome thing. Like I do like that, right? But it does get boring. Like when you say boring... Yeah, like beige is the color that you, that boring people wear and mm-hmm. not only boring people, but you know, if you have something to say, you're not going to be dressed in all
1: beige. Yeah, I'm not going to a press conference in a beige dress. Like I'm going <laughs> to be wearing pink or sequins or mermaid core. Well, or it's also like, like uh, speaking of flattering
0: versus unflattering, like beige does wash me out mm-hmm. like no other. Um But sometimes you want to feel neutral. Sometimes you want to, you know, but whatever. My point is. No, never beige. Just because it's winter doesn't mean that you need to blend in. Put on some fruit pants. Put on some color. Yes. Get some print going. Put some wing on your eyeliner. Do a little. I put eyeliner on today. Like. Put some lip gloss on. I'm experimenting a little bit with like not feeling so comfortable you know, just like going outside my comfort zone mm-hmm. a little bit. And that's, that's
1: making me feel good. I think we're doing a fashion podcast today too. I just realized, <laughs> cause we we're talking about how clothes we talk, yeah. can really bring out your emotions in a good way. Like clothes can be aspirational and that you put them on and then you become the fruit pants. Totally. I you know? am
0: the fruit pants. I am disco top. You know, actually I have this top that is, um, it's bananas. It's, a banana print? Is it bananas? It's bananas. And um, it doesn't really... I've had it for years and years and years. It doesn't really fit me anymore, but I still have it. And I still wear it sometimes mm-hmm. because it's like, it's the banana shirt. Yeah. Like, I do love clothes with fruit on it. So maybe I need more fruit-related well, stuff. It's just
1: like with nutrition. Like, some things are healthy because they have nutritional value. Some things are healthy because they have emotional value. Same thing with fashion. Some things have value because they're quote unquote flattering. Some things have value because they're nostalgic or like it's a banana that you like, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's all different ways Mm -hmm. to do it. Mm -hmm.
0: That's my wellness. I, I think it's going pretty well. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always find the super high end stuff? That's n u u l y.com, newly with two u's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun, but the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly, it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin Dot com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. I want to ask you about this article that you wrote. Okay, so we brought this up. Oh, my sex article. Yeah, so we like we brought this up in passing a couple weeks ago, yes. but we never got into it. Let's get into it. Let's got, get into we've it. We've got a little bit of the podcast left. Yeah, so you wrote this article about how you never have sex. No,
1: let's <laughs> not say never, Emily. I think what makes the article or what I think makes the article interesting is that I'm a person who does have sex and likes sex, but isn't having sex. And just give a rundown of the article <laughs> for
0: those who did not read it. You guys should read it. It's not that long and it's, it's funny. It's a little fluff piece. It's cute. Yeah. It's but, a cute, funny article. Um, But just give a little rundown. So it's been
1: five years. It's been almost five years. So the the title of the article is it's something like Hot take, I'm not having sex and I actually love it, which is true. And it's this thing that I sort of realized that I I didn't necessarily, I'm not an incel. Like I didn't, (laughs) you know, like- I'm happy we made that clear. I could have sex- in an hour, if I wanted to, you know, I could just open an app and like pick a guy and be like, "Meet me in this bathroom and flat iron." You know, probably wouldn't. Oh, wow, that's. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, <laughs> wow, that went right over my head for a second. <laughs> bathroom and flat iron. <laughs> Have you ever had sex in a public place, like a public bathroom? Or? Oh, I'm not having sex. Okay, but ever. But like, when I was having sex, no. It was it was in controlled environments.
0: Yeah, I think what people get off on is like the excitement. Like it's what ex- if we get caught? Yeah, it's like exciting, yeah. but it's not. you're not having good sex. And that's what I was going to say is mm-hmm. like you could find a guy, like you said, to yeah. bang you in a bathroom in flat iron. Right.
1: However, it's probably not going to be
0: good sex. It's not going to be
1: good sex. And it also, where I was going with this is that it, it is kind of an accident. You know, like that's what I mean when I say like I'm not an incel, like it's not like I could go have sex if I wanted to, but it's it's also an accident. But it's also something. Do you ever sit around and go like, oh, I'm a woman in my 30s and I don't have kids. I guess that's a thing, even though I didn't necessarily choose like I'm a person with no kids. It just it becomes an identity after a certain amount of time. Yeah, you it's know? like a lifestyle. Yeah. And so this is I realize this is a lifestyle that I have fallen into Completely accidentally, all because I'm way more focused on my career and my friendships. And I just have so little patience with. So I date men uh, with men. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so as soon as I'm not feeling it, I kind of just peace out of a relationship, you know, and I just I'm so empathic with other people. I can tell immediately if I'm going to want to have sex with a guy immediately. If I like them, if I want to date them, I guess attraction can grow. At least I've heard of it growing but you know with what? other I've tried people all that just I've, I haven't come out with my age yet on this podcast. So this is very brave of me, but I'm 35 years old. OK, and I've done all the dating experiments. I have gone on dates with guys, second and third dates with guys where I'm like, let me see if something develops. And I'm always right. <laughs> like I'm. Yeah. No, I've never I, been wrong. I I'm, think your intuition is is usually <laughs>
0: right. And that's why I say like I've I've heard of people just being friend vibes, like just being good friends. And then eventually mm-hmm. something grows. That just has never happened to me. That's I, I'm outside like, of dating to me, though. Like
1: that's like a real life. Like, oh, we work together. Or we're sure, friends. No, and, but I've
0: I've even heard of people who like went on a first date. They weren't feeling it, and, but they like the person and they remained friends and then years later they end These up getting together. These people have no
1: life. Like, I <laughs> have, like, you have, I have plenty of my own friends that I'm not, because I get that too, because I'm a fun hang. These guys will be like, well, I'd love to still go to shows and hang, and I'm like, no. Oh, yeah, like, I'm always like, no. No, we're like, <laughs> get in me or get out. No, that's <laughs> Get in me or get the fuck out. My perspective is so all
0: over the place on this issue. No. Okay. So, but I want to ask you, you were telling me you had a sexy summer of 2019. Yes. I call it my sexy summer. So
1: what was so sexy about it? What was so sexy about it was the sex. No. Uh, So actually I was where I am now back in 2019. So in 2019 I was doing a comedy show and there was a comedian that went up before me and she was like, guys, I haven't had sex in seven months. And everybody was like, oh, my God. You know, and then <laughs> did you grow your hymen back? <laughs> like I really freaked out. And so I'm I think I was hosting the show and I go on stage and I go seven months. I go, it's been it's been excuse me. Um, <laughs> it's been. <laughs> and I counted and I went, oh, it's almost been five years since I've had sex and a hush fell over the room and everybody was genuinely like worried about me <laughs> and and after the show that was all anybody could talk about was like what do you mean you haven't a-? and I was just like I guess I just haven't had like it's always an accident it just occurred to you while you were counting yeah the and years and, and when everybody freaked out I felt very judged by it and I felt like something was wrong with me you know like and at that point I had only had sex with two people I had had sex with the quote-unquote love of my life who then ruined my life and then, like, a bad one-night stand to wash him out, you know, mm, okay. sort of after. So that was in, like, my early 20s. And so I really did feel like something was wrong with me, that I wasn't having sex. And so I was, like – I was determined. I was, like, I'm going to have this life experience and go out and have some sex. So I downloaded Tinder. And as you do. As you do for the sex. And <laughs> – <laughs> for the sex <laughs> this is how you can tell to go Lauren and do doesn't sex. Have sex yeah and uh <laughs> you know there was there was three guys there was one guy we had a we had a date he was he said some problematic things on the date and i got upset but then i thought wait ju- what about just for sex what though? about the sex and the sex was nice and really uh, even though you didn't like stuff that it, he was saying it actually felt it wasn't it wasn't like he was just basically saying like he didn't find women funny. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Um, it was a sex date. I'd okay. be <laughs> sliding off my seat too. I know. Damn. Um, it's kind of funny though. I was just like, I really just need to, Cause I was, I was horny too. I was like, okay, I'm feeling judged and I'm horny. And like, this guy's really cute and let's experiment, let's live life, you know? And so that was a one night stand. And that was, that was very like satisfying. And it was like, polite even you know like we both knew what it was like he texted me the next day and was like thanks for a great <laughs> sex yeah <laughs> I don't, I don't remember. thanks for a great sex was like great thanks for a great time and I was like yeah thank you for a great time have a great day like it was really okay well that sounds it was, nice it was nice respectful and then there was uh let me let me start using fake names there was what's a good guy name Trevor so then there was Trevor Okay, and Trevor and I had multiple sexes. Um, <laughs> uh, that sounds weird. Okay, um, and so Trevor and I were having casual sex for like two months, and it was wonderful. Okay, so not dating, friends with benefits. Yeah, and I loved it. I was so happy. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm. There's physical touch in my life. I feel attractive. This feels good with my body, you know. And then of course, I say of course. I shouldn't be so negative. But it started to feel like a relationship to him. And he was like, I'm not ready for this. And I was like, I just want you to have sex with me.
0: <laughs> oh, isn't that the worst? You know?
1: And he was like, yeah, but this feels like a relationship. And I'm like, I get it. I'm a wife type. Whatever the fuck that means. It's like all women <sighs> are wife types. I don't know. But he just felt like wait, it was somebody serious t- or did, something. Wait,
0: did somebody tell you you're a wife type?
1: Where does that come from? Is that a thing? In in college. I'll say his name. Nico. Nico. He's he's literally would never listen to this. That's what he this was like my on off guy relationship in college. And he said the only reason he said I would date you, but you're the type of woman I would marry. And I'm not ready to date my wife yet. I mean, that's kind of putting the cart before the horse (laughs) a little bit. Yeah. So um, then I was just on this string being like, oh, one day he'll marry me just waiting for him and oh, hooking God. up sometimes. But it's not a relationship. And then back and forth. and Right. It was just it was it was messy. If that sounds messy. But anyway, so that's what happened with Trevor. He was like, this feels like a relationship. I'm not ready for this. And I was like, I just want sex. Mm-hmm. But it was over. You know, I can't I'm not going to push sex on somebody. Um and then, <laughs> <laughs> very good of you. <laughs> I'm a food pusher, but not, no, I'm not even a food pusher. But, the, and then the third guy was a bad experience and bad lay or bad person? It, <laughs> or both. It was both. It was a really bad experience where, you know, he just made me feel really bad about myself. Oh, I'm so sorry. And that was the last time I had sex. And I am wondering if that put a bad taste in my mouth. And I was like, you know what? This is not for me. You know, I don't know. Like, I really got lucky with Trevor and the one night stand guy from before that they were, you know, good lays (laughs) and semi nice guys. Good bedside manner. But this guy just really like lied to me. Like we talked, we talked on the phone and I was like, yeah, I'd really because at this time I was thinking I did want what people are now calling consistent casual. I was like, I had this thing with this guy and it was really nice, but he thought I was trying to marry him. And I was like, I just really am looking for some consistent physical touch. And he was like, yeah, I'm down. Like, let's <laughs> let's do it. Say no more. <laughs> you know, and you know, I go to his house and he's talking about, we're gonna do this together and this together. And tonight you're gonna sleep over and tomorrow we're gonna go to brunch and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, I won't get too graphic, but then we, you know, we have sex in his bedroom. And then he immediately is like, okay, you need to leave. And like, he kicked you out, He kicked me out and he wouldn't even like walk me down. He also pushed me off of him while we were, he, he, he said I was going to break his dick. <gasps> I was saying I had never been on top before and I was nervous to do it. And he was like, oh, do it. And I was like, okay. Cause again, I'm having my sexy summer. I'm trying to experiment. Uh huh. And so I get on top, com- you know, I'm naked. I'm plus size. And he pushes me off and says, you're going to break my dick. I don't think he understands the anatomy of his dick. I've also never been on top before, so maybe I did do it wrong. But it made me feel horrible.
0: You can't break a dick, though. (laughs) It's not. The word boner is um, misleading. There's no (laughs) bones. You can't break it. You know what? That's awful. I'm sorry that happened. That's extremely fucked up. Especially because you said
1: you had never been on top before. You would think he would... Yeah. Now I never want to be gentle. on top ever again. And I didn't like go boy sober because of one bad sex. But I did have this realization that and this is in the article like once I realized I wasn't having sex for pleasure. I was having sex to prove something to myself. Yeah. I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm not going to judge myself. I'll go 10 years. Oh, I don't care. You know, I'm not trying to impress anyone with the fact that I'm having sex. Obviously, I'm open to sex. I had my sexy summer. Most of my sexes have been casual, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> Most of my sexes. I should say sex capade. That sounds better. Honestly, I like what you're doing. Okay. Um, <laughs> but but I like the word sex capade too. Yeah. Um, I just feel empowered, you know? And I'm not I'm not trying to be like all girl boss about it, but I like that I kind of picked this. Because again, I could go yeah. have sex in a flat iron bathroom. Yeah, yes.
0: But You don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah. No, but that's, I think that's um, something that people might need to hear, um, especially younger people, because I've had experiences where, Mm -hmm. yeah, I, well, actually I was telling you, I I randomly started thinking the other night about, there are a few guys like throughout my Mm twenties that. We almost slept together, yeah, but we never made it happen. Like something got in the way and it just never happened. And usually it's like I wasn't really that
1: into the guy, but like I would have slept with him. Yeah, women have sex to be polite and Mm -hmm. it kills me, especially Mm -hmm. being from the South. That was a big part of it too, is like we just... We you don't want to make a man feel bad,
0: right? We're God faking forbid. our
1: orgasms. We're having sex and we don't feel like it.
0: We're it's just yeah, exactly. And that was a, a lot of my experiences in my twenties. Were like you know I had this attitude of like I'm doing this because like I'm you know taking the power back, but yeah, I, but that really wasn't what was going on. I was really just like trying to get somebody to like me exactly. Um, so I was randomly thinking about there were a few guys that like we never made it happen and I'm so happy that we never had sex
1: yes you like, always you always regret having sex not not having right. sex like I don't not regret. to do a celibacy podcast but like this that's is a celibacy podcast <laughs> voiceover podcast I'm a
0: monk now <laughs> No, I like I am so happy that I didn't have sex with the DJ that lived in the Lower East Side and told me that he couldn't have sex with me because he ate a burrito five minutes before I showed up at his door. Stupid fucking reason to not have sex with me. But you know what? I am so grateful. Thank you thank you for eating that burrito and thank you for refusing sex with me because I didn't even like you. Mm -hmm. And also you handed me a lighter on the way out with your DJ name on it. I don't want merch. I love that we both dated DJs. It's so embarrassing. Why is that the most embarrassing thing? (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) Oh my God, this DJ and he, he was, he hands that, that really did happen. I was on my way Mm -hmm. out and he handed me a lighter with his DJ name on it. You know, maybe you could hire him uh, for a gig yeah, you know, he was networking. That's <laughs> how <So> he networks. <laughs> but he hands me this lighter and I was like, Does this have your DJ name on it? And he's like, Yeah, this isn't a hobby. Oh <laughs>
1: I'm not Sometimes right. I thank God <laughs> for unanswered prayers. And
0: because I didn't have sex with that DJ downstairs.
2: downstairs. downstairs. Ah, story of my life Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted
0: by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
1: Did you get any weird feedback about it? I have got, okay, I got one weird, but I don't want to focus on it. Okay. It was only. It was the minority. One DST follower said, all caps, "Sad." <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she didn't read the article.
0: I don't think she, she read the article. It's sad. And
1: you know what? I was brave and I clicked respond, and I was like, "Well, that's a mean thing to say." And then she like blocked the account like I think she died of embarrassment she retreated because I actually responded people don't think you're going to respond when you say like troll stuff and it's like right I might respond to you Um, but most people because I posted it on my personal Instagram like as a a shareable post and I've been getting a lot of good feedback everybody like the quote is I feel seen Mm. you know from women who don't identify as asexual because that's part of it is I don't identify as asexual I am a sexual person I masturbate I have crushes but I don't engage in sex unless I'm really, really into it. And I'm rarely, really, really into it. So it just has resulted in this boy sobriety, which people are really like into and relating to. Yeah. So I had never heard of the term boy sober. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a
0: thing, apparently. I feel like we're just adding sober to things <laughs> Like that, we're not, you know, you're gluten-free, you're gluten sober. You yeah. know? <laughs> I feel like we're just adding sober to the different trends. things now. Um, but but boy sober is catchy. Here's my question. Sure. Do you ever crave um the other? Like, obviously, sex is f- for pleasure and it should be fun and and whatever, but there's also that um aspect of like human connection. Yeah. Like, do you crave that part of it? Like, do you crave having a sexual
1: relationship with somebody that is intimate. I do think I am missing out on some physical touch. Mm. You know, that is a that is a it's in the Pavlov's hierarchy of needs, I think. Yeah. is like touch and sex is like one of the first ones or something. And I don't know if I buy into it completely, but I do know. I mean, before we start our podcast, I grab hands with you and and we we have physical touch really quick and I feel connected. And I touch my friends a lot. And it's probably because I'm not having sex. But I I do feel like I am missing on intimacy and physical touch in that way. But when it comes to relationships and closeness, like I have that with my girlfriends. I have that now parasocially with followers on Instagram. Like it is fulfilling. Like mm-hmm. I don't feel like anything's missing. Like, I know I just said physical... T- okay, hold on. Well, how do I feel? How, Lauren, <laughs>
0: how do you feel?
1: Well, no, it's a big question. And also, you could feel differently about it at one time versus another I time. I think I feel conflicted because I, I really feel like nothing's missing. But at the same... Okay, I know how I feel. I feel like nothing is missing from my life. But, like, with good nutrition, we don't do subtraction. We do addition. So I feel like I could do some sex addition to my nothing is missing, beautiful life.
0: You know what? That makes a lot of sense to me because when I think back to when I was single, I had a lot of (laughs) dating mishaps Mm -hmm. and I share some of them sometimes. And I had a lot of, you know, those type of woes, like dating in New York City is not great. Listen to you up for more on that. (laughs) Um, But I didn't feel like I was missing something. Like it wasn't like... um, it wasn't like this loneliness that you see like in a Katherine Heigl movie mm-hmm. where she goes home and she's making herself dinner. And uh, but By the way, in these rom-coms, the single woman is always going home and making herself like a four-course dinner and it's supposed to be seen as sad. Like, that is amazing, no. girl. You make yourself that. Make your home chef. Ma- yeah, ma- make your... Hello, fresh. Your pasta bolognese with a frise salad on the side. I love it. That's goals. Um, I'm not doing that. No. But... But, so, did I feel like, oh, something is missing from my life? No. But now that I'm in a relationship that is good, mm-hmm. I feel like it adds to my life. Yeah. I can't, like, I, picture I, my life without it.
1: But I but I didn't feel that way before I met addition. him. It's addition. It's the idea of, like, how why it's cringe when people say, you complete me. Or I don't know who I'd be without my partner. Like, I don't want to be judgy, but, like, you should be able to be somebody outside of your partner. You should be this, like... You know, structure that is self-sustained, but then you get a cutie side part of the structure that makes it even better. Totally, you know, and and I just haven't found someone who holds up my structure more. You know, like I feel like a lot of times with dating and stuff, I'm the one giving the guy the epiphanies. Like, give me an epiphany, help me grow. Give me a fucking epiphany. Give me an epiphany. Give me an orgasm. Give me a Kate Spade bag. <laughs> give. Well, now we're getting like, get me get me a Hamptons house. This started as me talking about how I never have sex and I'm like, come at me, sugar daddies. But like sex
0: and relationships are different. Like you can have sex and not be in a relationship. Right. My thing is like, I know that some people are not like this. I know that a lot of people can have one night stands and they have so much fun and they love it. That was never me. Um, It's just too risky because I've had those. Right. But then sometimes they're bad. Sometimes they're really bad. Sometimes they're fine and fun and Mm -hmm. cool. But for the effort that you're putting in, like they're so bad so often. Not worth it. Not worth it. I wasn't having orgasms during my sexy summer. Okay, I wasn't either. I (laughs) didn't have a single, like no one night stand that I ever had. I wasn't experiencing pleasure. Mm -hmm. And that's fucking sad. Yeah. That's like, I mean, it's a good thing they got me when I was young. Because if I ever break up with my boyfriend, like
1: I'm not giving it to anybody. You might discover boy sobriety, Emily. I might. I could see myself being this way. I really could. It feels like a choice. It feels like I'm in control it feels like, you know, the next time I have sex, it's going to be because I really picked it. And I also want to bring up the like religious aspect, which I know that's like an hour long oh, yeah. conversation. Yeah. But I I feel like this is a thing with sex, where if you grow up religiously, you view it as this taboo thing. And then as soon as you learn like, oh, I'm not going to hell if I have premarital sex kind of thing, then you kind of the idea is to go hog, you know? Yeah. You're like, well, this isn't wrong, so I'm going to do it. And it's like, okay, but there's a line between sex is wrong and you should be having as much sex as possible, you know? (laughs) Right. Like, there's somewhere in the middle where it's like, have sex for you, girl. You know, like, when I do college shows, I have this part of my act where I just do a riot where I'm like, don't do anything in bed you don't want to do. You don't have to do anything in bed you don't want to do. And they're, you know, they're Gen Z. They're like, we know. And I'm like, right. nobody told us. Nobody told the millennials. No, no, <laughs> I, I do not
0: feel like I got told it enough. Mm-mm. So I agree with you. I think we should be shouting it from the rooftops. Like, you don't need to 69 if you don't like no. it.
1: It's working. Don't have sex with your boyfriend if you don't feel like it. You know, like, have sex because you want to have sex hundred percent hundred percent at what age
0: do you think you wanted to go hog wild <laughs> <laughs> because because
1: you, you talk about growing up religious so oh w- I wanted to go hog like as soon as I had my first boyfriend you know we were doing the classic jeans dry over hump. the pants <laughs> <laughs> which I think I've already like revealed so much I might as well say like I think my my kink fantasy is actually. Like a jeans grinding thing where you pretend like, oh, we shouldn't, we shouldn't, we shouldn't. You know what? And then you do it. A dry hump is sometimes
0: exactly what you need. It's
1: exciting. It's fun. It was all I did for years was the dry (laughs) hump. Okay. (laughs) And lots of hand jobs. I got really good. And lots of hand jobs. Yeah. I used to call them, that's so messed up. I used to be like, I'm a hand job queen. And it's like, meanwhile. (laughs) Not actually enjoying <laughs> myself. Not myself. No, because how could you be? I was the makeout queen, the oh hand my job God. queen.
0: Nothing sounds worse to Anything me than except. giving a hand job to completion. Yeah, Nothing sounds worse. But the reason why I ask is because, like, okay, so I was 20 years old when I lost my virginity, mm-hmm. and I felt like that was old.
1: Yeah, I was 22.
0: You were 22 or 20 also? I was 22 20, years old. 22 years 22. old. Okay, so. I felt like that was so Mm -hmm. old. I felt like everybody was having sex before I was. But now as an adult, I've talked to a lot of women about this. And a lot of women are like me or waited even longer than me. And I I don't know if like we just weren't telling each other. Yeah. Or, um, oh, because that was another thing. I lied. I told my friends I lost my virginity Yeah, I think we weren't
1: telling each other because I keep meeting people too when I'm like, yeah, I lost my virginity late in life too. When did you lose yours? And they're like 29 and I'm like loser, you know? Like I was <laughs> right. I was 22, but like it's like a, maybe I sh- maybe I should have waited longer, you know? Well, I don't even know
0: if it's a it's a should have thing, but it's like I I wish that I wasn't so stressed out about it. Yeah, cuz if I, I had thing. known I, I mean, I I have friends who waited till their 30s mm-hmm. to have sex. And that might be, you know, a, a little bit on the older
1: and end. And then but, it becomes a whole thing.
0: Well, then you get in your head yeah. and you're like, oh, Jesus. Like, then the first time I'm going to. But like, that was always a big thing. Like, I don't want the first time for me to suck
1: at mm-hmm. it. Like, why was I concerned about that? That's so stupid. Because of societal Patriarchy. pressure. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. you want to please the man. You want to be sexy for the man. You want them to desire you. It's, you got to be the hand job queen. got to be the job. You know what? The hand job queen is retired. <laughs> and, and I think a lot of this boy sobriety is me truly. It is connected to body confidence because I really. So the, the big thing for me when, when I was pursuing weight loss was I wanted to be attractive to men. I wanted to be hot. I wanted dates. I used to be boy crazy. Okay, mm-hmm. the other side of boy sober. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need to find my boy middle. Um, <laughs> like on opposite sides of the spectrum. But now I genuinely don't care how a man thinks I look in an outfit, and it feels amazing. You know, I did a fat positive comedy show, and I purposely wore a body con dress that showed my full belly line and everything. And I felt so pretty and cool and just like, look at me, I'm fat like you and we're all fat queens together. And it was just like not to attract a man, you know? Oh yeah. The people that
0: dress for men, like you're always gonna be disappointed because they just want your clothes to come off. So (laughs) That's another good point. (laughs) They don't even care what you're wearing even when you do dress for them. So don't dress for them. Don't dress. Um, I feel like most women dress for women anyway.
1: I dress for the girls. Girls appreciate it so much more. And I would dress for a man if he was my man, you know. Sure, I mean, I don't got a man. I was about to agree, but I don't agree.
0: I, don't, I just don't. I, like, decided a long time ago I will never buy lingerie. I will never. I know some people like to wear it for mm-hmm. them.
1: But, like, for me, I think it's so dumb. Oh, because no. Let me be clear. I will dress for a man if he is my man.
0: Yeah. No, I mean. It's a fun idea, but for me, I'm like, okay, I wear it for 30 seconds and then it's coming off anyway. Well, you
1: can have sex in it. They have crotchless and like boob out and it's like you're in a video. I don't know. I guess it's just not my thing. Okay. Like,
0: I would rather be nude. That's okay. We can disagree. Yeah, but, like, but I get the idea of it. Like, when I see it on other people, when I see ads for lingerie, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's so sexy and mm-hmm. cool. And, yeah, but then on me, I'm like, okay, uh, this is going to
1: be on my floor in
0: two seconds. Like, I don't really care. But that's just me. I feel
1: um, like that's almost a little boomer of you to be like, I'm just going to take it off. Why am I going to spend money on it if I'm just going to take it off? No, literally, because I've to had feel this- pretty. Yeah, I guess it. I just it doesn't do that. It makes me. me feel pretty.
0: But I have talked about my bathing suit obsession, which is kind of the same. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's where the bathing suit obsession comes from. It's like it's similar to lingerie,
1: but it has a purpose. Yeah, that's that's more than you're like. I can my money is going places. Yes. with a swimsuit. I'm going to a pool. I'm it's going to a girls' trip.
0: Piece. Yeah, <laughs> you can
1: wear it just to feel pretty.
0: <laughs> yes, you can. It just I don't. Yeah. That is what I'm saying. I got gotcha. you. I I find it pointless.
1: This was But we can agree to disagree. We but can agree to disagree. I think it's time to wrap up the it show. It is. Wow. We talked about so much. Did you guys like
0: this episode? Let us know. <laughs> Let us know if um we should pivot into a
1: full-time fashion podcast. Fashion sex. This was very TMI. I hope nobody I know ever listens to this episode <laughs> ever. I hope they do. <laughs> But I'm glad you guys are listening. You're now my parasocial friends, so.
0: Yeah, let us know what you thought. Let us know if you also haven't had sex in five years. Let us know your thoughts on lingerie and what your kibby type is. I want to (laughs) know. That's it for today's episode. Be sure to send your
1: questions to DST at Betches.com to get them answered. Follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. If you like this episode, please write us a review. And don't forget to check out our DST merch on shop.betches.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And of course, follow me at Lauren Hope Crass. Follow me at Lubination. And we're always with you through thick and thin.
0: Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Rebecca Steinberg and Lauren Hope Crass. Editing by Rebecca Steinberg. Social media by Lauren Hope Crass. Guest booking by Allie Friedlander. Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on all socials And send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287-5650.